everybody. This is Mariah Gates with Netflix, and welcome to another edition of the Watching With podcast. Uh, this week, I'm joined by Monica Mitchell, the director of The Night Before Christmas. Hi. And uh, we're going to be watching through the whole film, and uh, we hope you enjoy. Great. All right. So uh, we're going to count down. This part I always mess up. So three, two, one, we're pressing play. The Netflix logo is the best part. It's a pretty fun logo. Yeah. I think. I have a production company logo. Wow, it's blue. My favorite shot in the movie. This is beautiful. So was this Canada or was this Ireland? This shot is a composite, uh, and I committed to this shot probably in February. And uh, the ground and the real snow is uh, eastern Ontario, and the castle is real photogrammetry of Charlevoix Castle in Ireland. Wow. Pretty impressive castle. Yeah, it's uh, the tallest castle in Ireland. The highest turret there is 184 feet tall. And one of the things we had to do in post-production was paint out all the cell phone towers because it's the highest point in the county. So mm. all the cell phone towers are on top of it. Yeah, they didn't have cell phones in the 1300s. They did not. <laughs> I don't know how they lived. One of the other elements that was uh, greatly discussed was this sport, the hawking, that the knights are going on. Um, so what they used to do, people, like when we first read the script, when, before we did all our research, we thought the hawking was chasing the hawk. But in fact, hawks, of course, are these amazing natural hunters, and people ate all sorts of critters back in the day. And so they would release the hawk and then the knights would chase the hawk so that it could lead them to prey. Oh. And then the person who came back, it, when they were doing it as a sport, the person who would come back with the largest prize, whether it was a rabbit or, you know, like I said, some other kind of critter, um, would win that day's game. Oh, here they are explaining that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Trying. I mean, trying to explain it in a single line. God bless. <laughs> I'm always impressed with movies with horses and double so when the horses have to also wear costumes. Mm -hmm. I feel like that must be a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some horses are better than other. We had more than one Sherwin. And one of the Sherwins was like a pussycat. So sweet. And then the other Sherwin was this high-spirited, frisky guy that hated green screens. <laughs> so now we're in Ohio. I feel like I've seen a lot of movies set in Ohio in the last like decade. Mm -hmm. It's representative of the Midwest. Similarly, po politically, right? It's, yeah. It's a big swath of America. I do love all the sweaters in this movie. This is a great sweater movie it's a lot of good sweaters <laughs> our costumer is terrific barbara she's she's top notch my one true love my prince oh. 
Yeah, that's definitely when you're a teenager, you're hoping every romance will be a fairy tale. And I like that that's a through line in this. Yeah. In this character. Mm-hmm. She's wonderful. She did a really good job. We um, we saw so, so many talented young ladies for the role. And, of course, there are a lot of factors that go into making those choices. Uh, and I do believe we absolutely have the best actor we could get. But one of the things that I was interested in is, you know, Vanessa's quite petite, but in this scene, she's very much the maternal figure. She's the adult. And I wanted to be sure that we didn't get a teenager that towered over her. Makes sense. Uh, so I wanted somebody as diminutive in size as she is. I really love the casting of the sisters. They look so similar. Yeah, and really that, that was it. Vanessa's idea, and they're like besties in real life. They have, like, it's... Yeah, so the energy was already there in terms of the way they chat with each other, and uh, they're both beautiful girls. See, this is the sweet Sherwin. Okay. In this beautiful <laughs> frosted forest. He does look like a good boy. Yeah. It's actually a she. Oh. She. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Um, I love the way that crone shows up here, like the word crone and the idea of a crone, but it's the actual proper, like old definition of crone, and they actually define it a little bit later in the yeah. film. Yeah, he um, tells Santa what crone is. He keeps calling Santa's wife a crone. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think in contemporary, you know, parlance we, all, we use that word quite correctly. Yeah, it's not flattering in modern day, but it was just a fact back then. That's who yeah. she is. Our little magical tree dweller. I love that her hair matches the snow. It's beautiful. She's beautiful. She's an interesting person. Ella Kenyon, British actor. And he, here, you know, you see him being a good person already. Yeah. Um, Ella can't wear wool. Obviously, needless to say, this was set in the winter. And uh, Barbara had to hand make her costume from fabrics that she wouldn't be allergic to. Mm-hmm. Every single stitch of that was done by hand. Oh, wow. Yeah. And similarly, we got uh, real armor from Angels in London. The armor he's wearing... Uh, is over 80 pounds of metal. What? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's the real thing. That's real chain mail. That must have been difficult. It's crazy. We learned so much about what it was actually like to be a knight because of the accommodations we had to make for the armor. Oh, I have to I'll tell you more about the armor. But uh, so this bit when he goes through time, of course, is my little homage to the Terminator. I can see that. Can you? Yes. Thank you. It's a very similar visual. It's lovely. You would not expect a Terminator reference in a Christmas movie. Oh, oh yeah, you man. Love, Did you, you see, see the it. way he lands? Yeah. I, I, it's coming. It's, yeah, we'll talk I about it. I hadn't thought of that on my first watch, but 
My brother and I saw The Terminator when it came out when we were little. And he left there a scientist. He does brain and cognitive sciences. He was interested in artificial intelligence. And uh, I left that movie and I was a filmmaker. Yeah. So I just wanted to tip my hat to Mr. Cameron and say thank you. but <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Um, and except he's got all his clothes on. Yeah. And so the armor, uh, you know, knights uh, did not, like, put their foot in the stirrup and hoist themselves up. In all that metal, they actually used winches to lift them up into the air. That makes sense. Or they built staircases for them to climb onto the horse because uh, it was impossible. And it was very dangerous for them if they got knocked off of the horse, which is why jousting was a sport, was to practice staying on mm. your horse. Uh, because if they got knocked off, they couldn't get back on. That makes sense. That makes sense. I love this Christmas village. It's like my dream. <laughs> I love Aww. I love Christmas. You dream of Christmas. Well, this is it then. Yes, this is like what I want my house to look like. Oh my god. Yes. Well, uh, you know, our art department is probably still in in an infrared sauna somewhere right now <laughs> trying to cope with uh what was done to them. I, they asked me about you know, like how many lights do you want and my answer to them was I want to be able to see it from space. Wow. And I feel like they took me at my word. It's a lot of lights. It looks amazing. Yeah. There is basically not a surface that's not caked in lights or crystal snow. Um, we shot this during a hundred year flood there in Bracebridge. And so a lot of the crystal snow is actually uh, visual effects. Mm. There are 273 visual effects shots in this movie. Maybe people can play a game and try to figure out which ones they are. So a lot of the snow was digitally added? Yeah, because it was wow. mud. Well, yeah, you, know. you can't. I couldn't tell. No, they did a great job. I usually can't Can't tell these things. I, I just go with it. Yeah. Um, Good. So I had a question. Well, we haven't gotten to that scene yet. I have a question about the snow. We'll get to it. Okay. Because um, there was one snow part where I was like, how'd they do this? Because um, I couldn't figure it out. But I do love this, like, Santa section. and Santa sections always remind me of a Christmas story. But this one's a much sweeter, you know, visit to Santa than a Christmas story. Uh-huh. That one's a little bitter. <laughs> the one where he puts his eye out. <laughs> yeah, and he, like, Santa pushes him down the sled with When his... I lived in L.A., Peter Billingsley was my neighbor. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's a great guy. He's just the sweetest guy. Um yeah, that story lives in infamy, doesn't it? <laughs> you put your eye out. So how did you end up um, with this, with Josh, is it Josh Whitehouse uh -huh. as the actor? How did, how did we end up with him? So um, I know somehow Vanessa was involved and her agent, Tracy Brennan at CAA, also reps Josh. Josh met uh, with, he was in person with Brad Cravoy, our executive producer, and Skyped with me for about an hour. And he was just uh, the perfect person for the job. Like, he got it. He was the first person to reference Elf 
the movie Elf mm. to me with the Christmas tone and sort of the love story, but also the comedy and the fish out of water elements of it. And we wound up hiring the cinematographer from Elf. Like we embraced the whole Elf concept 110%. And um, he, he was just in that interview, not only was he absolutely physically the right person, but he got the story on such a fundamental level and it was so clear that he was going to be a key creative collaborator, that he was really going to be bringing something. Uh, and working with people like that, you know, it's, it's such a joy. This is the snow section I wanted to ask. Was this a snow machine or is this digital snow? Dude, it's everything. It's a mixture of all of it? It's all of it. Like, I can't even tell you. Uh, there are so many layers of fake snow. It really, it really <laughs> feels like a real blizzard. It's like they have a Zimmer fan that's twice the size of them in their face. There is foam snow. There's cotton blanket snow. There's fish ice. There's uh, digital snow. What's fish ice? Fish ice. You know when you go to the market and the fish are in ice? Yeah. that they So like at the edge of this, like where he fell, Mm -hmm. they'll put a blanket. But then you don't want to see the edges of the blanket, so they pack it in fish ice. Wow. Um, it the People ask me about Christmas movies a lot, and I think the thing that people don't understand is that you're making a movie, and everything that goes into making a movie has to happen. Everybody has to have costumes. Every set has to be designed. Everything has to happen, but then on top of that, is snow and decorations and it's this whole extra layer for special effects and for the art department and they are so physically hard on those people the Mm -hmm. amount of work it takes these frames like look at all those lights yeah you know there was a human being that went and hung every single solitary one of those lights wow and um it's a lot of work and you look at all that snow I mean, there were people going up and down that street with fire hoses of foam to try to create that look. And then you have the blowing snow and it, it just, um, ugh, so many layers. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. But it really does look like a blizzard. Like. Well, good, because that's why yeah. we we're all working so hard. <laughs> Thank goodness. If you said it didn't, I would cry. Yeah. It came out. Really great. I do love, I think part of why I love Christmas movies is I love Christmas decorations. Mm. It's my favorite time of the year. I try to wait until Thanksgiving, you know, to keep it cool. And then I just go crazy. And the thing about Christmas movies, to your point, is everywhere there's Christmas decorations. And so Mm -hmm. it brings, no matter what scene is happening, I'm like feeling joyous because there's, you know, Mm -hmm. red and green everywhere. It's delightful. It is delightful, but why does that speak to you? I've just been asked by like three different journalists why Christmas movies make people happy. And I'm like, uh, I think when I was really young, when I first started doing Christmas, I just loved it so much uh that um, 
just hold on to that feeling of when I was like six and then yeah, everything good. was just That's so what magical. I've been saying something kind of like that. I'm glad to hear you validate yeah. my hypothesis. Uh, this was great. You know, um, I love when he gets down on one knee and she doesn't really know what to say. <laughs> so cute. I like this actor as the um, Arnold. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's both funny but just serious enough that you can tell he's a cop. Like, yeah, really nails it. Yeah, he's good people. He's very funny. I mean, I have to say that I will really uh, won the lottery with the cast. Like, um, they're just. They're just amazing people. Every and, one of them funny and charming. And this was mostly Ontario with just the castle scenes shot in Ireland? or Well, you say just, but it's all over the movie, yeah. the castle. You know, it's in the beginning, the middle, and the end. Yeah. So, yeah, it was Eastern Ontario was the Ohio. Mm -hmm. And then Tullamore Muse, Ireland was the castle. Okay. Maybe we'll have um, Night Before Christmas tours to Ireland after this. I hope so. That'll be fun. So this uh, is a process called Poor Man's Process. Um, the car's not actually moving. Okay. Um, which is why we forgot to turn on the windshield wipers. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, a good, it bothers a good me every time. We literally just forgot. We shot it at four o'clock in the morning, and these guys are in a car wrapped in duvetine, and we're blowing snow all over the place. And um, yeah, they're saying their words, and then this happens. <laughs> so, what is that snow made out of? Is that a? Uh, I believe it's like a silicone. Okay, it cleans up easily. And then there's Mimi, the neighbor. Yeah, I loved the way they decorated her house, too. Yeah, you get that beautiful sort of white white snow kind of light, which is another yeah. great way to light Christmas. Yeah. I'm always torn between preferring that and the, you know, bright you know, multicolors. I can't, I can't make up my mind. Oh my goodness. Well, fortunately you'll have, you have lo lots of years in front of you. You can alternate or something. That's true. That's true. I like his, um, the various times he encounters these, technological advancements and tries to make logical with you know with what yeah. his you know experiences and what it could maybe be yeah it's good writing it's good writing like the way he would cope with electricity and refrigeration and there was a scene where she shows him the bathroom we went into the bathroom with the two of them and she showed him the hot water and he nearly put his head in the toilet and josh was great in that scene i'm sorry we had to lose it maybe it'll be a Make its way to the internet as a I hope so. Scene. There's there's some scenes that I really I have to admit I miss. I mean, you can't make a movie that. Well, I guess there are people who do, but 
this movie can't be three hours long. So, yeah. So, um, you know, I do miss some scenes, I have to admit. I, I love the slow introduction of modern words into his vocabulary. It's uh-huh. really well done. He doesn't quite use them right, but eventually he starts using them right. Right. He gets that big dose when he binge watches. Yeah, that part is quite fun. Her reactions are so terrific. She's such a good actor. Both of them. They're just wonderful. I could watch them all day long. They have great chemistry. It's really fun to watch, you know, where you know romance is coming and that chemistry is there right away. Uh Uh-huh. I love the lights behind the glasses there. Like, that's a good touch. Mm Mm-hmm. I also love Christmas baked goods. Oh. So there's a lot of baked goods in this. You really are a Christmas I love Christmas movie fan, huh? So much. Yeah. Yes. It's got all the uh it's got all the bits for you. You know. This was one of my favorite scenes. I got to pet the skunk. It's so sweet. Was it a real skunk? Oh yeah. Oh, wow. There were a couple of them. Uh they they were skunk friends and they're fully domesticated. Like you don't de-bladder them cuz it's cruel. Um, but they were so sweet and they love humans so much because the woman who owns them keeps them like cats. Okay. And, um, I was worried. I was like, well, this six foot three guy with a, you know, gigantic piece of steel is going to be chasing it. Is it going to spray him? And she's like, you don't understand. These skunks are so domesticated and they love people so much. Like, it's just going to cuddle up to him. And sure enough, we couldn't get the skunk to run. <laughs> like, you, if you see the dailies, you hear us all screaming, trying to, like, half of us are begging the skunk to come. The other half are screaming at it, trying to chase it. And it's just like, chilled out. <laughs> it's never, like, it's beyond its imagination that something bad might happen to it. Finally, we had to put the other skunk at the end of the run, and it went to its buddy. Aw. I know. <laughs> That's really cute. I know. They're little Aww. friends. I like his jacket over the Christmas sweater. It's a really nice touch. Thank you. I uh, I won't lie. Barbara and I fought for that. We really... Um, I wanted him to incorporate pieces, because if you went to a different time... You'd still wear your clothes that are comfortable. Yeah. And I wanted him to incorporate some of the old with the new. Almost, he almost looks like a hipster or something rather than, you know, time traveler. So it works. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought so too. I need to know where that like neon holly light came from. (laughs) I I will just put you in touch with the art department (laughs) so you can be happy. Yes. This is a sweet little diner, but it is like 11 feet wide. It looks very, very tight shooting quarters. Yeah, it was. So you were able to get like a full rig in there or? Oh, yeah, we did it. Okay. I mean, we shot in a bathroom. You shoot in a bathroom, you can shoot anywhere. That, That's true. That is very true.
I also like that you never really spend any time with her ex boyfriend like you don't yeah have that no it's, a, it's a, it, again like a, or maybe not again I don't know that I've said it in this session but you know Vanessa and I really didn't want some of those tired old tropes where it's about the ex-boyfriend I mean she does talk about him um or you know um about this girl that needs to be saved from herself like we liked that she was happy with her life like she has a home that she loves and a job that she loves and a family that she loves and so she's not looking to be rescued so much but yet still nice to fall in love that's okay you know that's always welcome it is and it adds just like it's a bonus rather than you know the end game if that yeah, makes any sense exactly yeah I always like a good Alexa joke. Sure. As someone who actually does not have an Alexa. I, I don't either. Just... Isn't that funny? And our script supervisor was named Alexa. And so, um, you know, it was relentless. I think pretty soon all the homes are going to have these just built in. I don't know. I, uh, I don't have enough technology in my house to think for it to make sense to have one but a lot of people do I don't mind turning on my own lights this is one of my favorite scenes when he, he has the conversation with Alexa so seriously like she's an oracle yeah Lady Alexa Oh. I also enjoy all of the um, music choices in this film. Thank you. Um, did you there have... There 22 of them, did and I have... sweated every one. So you went through, like, a bunch of decisions? Oh, or... yeah. 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 Our music supervisor, Sean O'Byrne, um, presented us with so many options. And, um, you know, you have to be within budget. Uh, do you know... You know the song of Josh's that's an original song, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He he's a wonderful musician. I um I really hope people get a chance to hear that hear him. So this is Holiday in the Wild. It is. Correct. Yes, this is another Netflix holiday film. We like to embed them. And the one before was the holiday calendar. Holiday calendar. It's like the Netflix Christmas universe. It's, yeah. It's good. So how do you, like this flat snow, what is that? Is that like cotton or? Yep. I think those are wool, cotton and wool. Well, it's a synthetic, but it's a blank, blanket. Mm. For the most part, a blanket with foam on top of it. Okay. I like how the house itself almost looks like a Christmas decoration. Yeah. The house was pretty special. When I saw that, we we were location scouting when I saw the house. Plus, it had a guest house. It had everything that fit so perfectly um, into the story. Like, she, like, there was that whole scene with the skunk, and you could see the entrance to the guest house from the kitchen. Like, it was like they had read the script and built the house for it. 
Plus the tone of the house, like the decor, mm -hmm. was so perfect. Like he's gone back to wearing some of his old clothes. Yep. We kind of did a mix, old and new. I mean, that seems like a very comfortable thing to sleep in. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love those two girls. They're so, like, their banter together is yeah, so perfect. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, that, speaking of chemistry, like, it works for sisters too, right? Here's another good sweater. So many good sweaters. And her, like, sparkly sweater here, like, oh, I love it. It's perfect. I like her gold one, too, with the ruffles. Mm. It's coming up, audience, friends. And I would eat that pie in a heartbeat that's in that freezer. You know, that's the other thing I like about fall winter movies is there tends to be a lot more pies <laughs> this time of year. And you get the pies in the movie. I directed a movie that was all about pies. Oh. We had nine different pies in the movie because they met, they met every week for pie. I put on like four pounds on that movie. <laughs> totally worth it if it was eating pie. I yeah. Think. Um, this is where he gets his modern day vocabulary from. Yeah. Movies and TV. I like this commander. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, as a modern woman, she wants to be like, excuse me, but he's so cute. And it's this <laughs> mixture of just like sweatpants <laughs> and his like old shirt is just, it's great. It's like, it's just really cozy looking. He's a really like, I think his, his presence, like Elf, is sort of, um, a little naive, but like in that very, from a good place. Uh, point of view and he hasn't been you know stressed by modern times yet and so he's got this just ease yeah. that I think he really portrays well yeah Josh has it as well as a person he's very like easy to be around there's Crone again Isn't it funny? I've seen it a thousand times, maybe more than a thousand. I could just watch it. I like I like it when you can comfortably rewatch a film and and you find new things to love or you find comfort in the things that are just so comforting over and over. Every time I see this scene, I want that pizza. It looks like really good cheesy pizza. I would actually noticed that the first time I watched. See, those I, those are the details. You yeah, you know. It's the piece I want with Sriracha on it. Oh. See the empty Sriracha bottle? Yeah, that's a really great. <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes. See, this is what I'm talking about, that, that joy of when you're a kid, because she finds that um, thing she loved when she was a kid, and it reminds her of what that felt like. Yeah. You know, and she's sort of afraid to go back to that place. 
It's a very relatable feeling, I think. Yeah. He's so sympathetic and she's... Uh, you know, I know it's it's a bit of an overused word, vulnerable, but she does a great job of it here. Uh, you can almost see her reach through what she's dealing with to trust him. Mm-hmm. And his ability to find something relatable in his own experience to help him feel better. It's, it's lovely. I like how this line of dialogue pays off later in the film. Spoiler alert. You know, spoiler alert. Hopefully you've already watched the movie if you're watching, if you're listening to this. But I thought that was a really great touch. Yeah. they For both of them, you know, they both, it goes both ways by the end of the movie. I, um, this is the part that, uh, I really loved when I read the script this was the moment I fell in love with him on the page before he was Josh Whitehouse. Was um, when he takes somebody as practical and concrete as she is and explains that you can't limit your belief system by what you're capable of understanding right here. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's a really good way to think about life only things that you comprehend are possible and I love that she can take that in and make that adjustment she can have that pivot as a character Uh, that's to me this is the moment that they love each other I know we have so much more movie left but uh, when you let somebody change your mind about something (laughs) <laughs> yeah and and I, but I think it's true to um not just the dramatic storytelling but i think it's true to life that you don't always notice the moment yeah when you you don't notice it match. but yeah. for us watching it yeah and everyone around them can see it mm-hmm. you know this is great because i used to have a tree that looked like this yeah so. <laughs> um these beautiful trees in multiple pieces that you put back together every year i have one they're handy with if you have pets because they're less likely for the pet to like eat it than a real tree. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I found. This is a great moment too, where this guy just can't can't cut the tree down. <laughs> oh, the rigging on these trees! That was intense. So it had to it be... looks so simple, right? Yeah. yeah. On the screen, it looks so simple, like he cuts the tree down. You know what's so funny? I saw somewhere online, of course, there's only been the trailer out. And there was this whole discussion about him cutting down the tree with a sword. And I'm like, he doesn't have his sword, guys. <laughs> like, freeze frame it. It's an axe. It was very funny to me, the, the things, I, I mean, and there were hundreds of comments talking back and forth about whether or not you could cut down a tree with an axe. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, with, with a sword. sword yeah. And I'm like, are wait, they're going to be so disappointed when they see it. But anyway, it looks so incredibly easy. There are like four people in case department there trying <laughs> desperately to make those trees chop over at the exact perfect moment. 
invisibly in a single swing. I like how he keeps using that the word. Yeah, yeah. It's too funny. And this is a great moment, I think, where he keeps harping on, you know, he deserves, uh-huh. you know, to be run through or whatever. And she's like, he really doesn't. Yeah. It's really just a blip. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. She looks so pretty. The light on this day was great. We were actually losing the light, but sometimes that sunset light is so warm and beautiful. I, uh, the walking through the trees, I almost had to lose that scene. We, our trucks had gotten stuck for three hours. And so we'd lost a huge portion of our day and we had to figure out how to shoot it in like 45 minutes. And it's really important plot stuff. So, um, that he's saying there's part of me that regrets it, but there was nothing to be done. The big ball in the sky was going down. We got it. Miraculously. This part is very fun. Because anyone who's driven for the first time, like, this is exactly, you're like... Well, can I tell oh. you what's so great? Mm. Is so Josh, at this point in his life... Did not drive. Oh. So, so is... we had to get a stunt driver just for this, just even though he's pulling out of the, because he can't drive on a road with no license. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it became more complicated than it, than meets the eye because we had to switch him out. I didn't learn to drive till I was 23, I think. Yeah, he got his license now. Late in life, kind of driving. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. And then, you know, you look at the snow, and that would have been a really slick street, so it's not even ideal for learning how to drive. Mm-hmm. Again, the snow people worked overtime on that. Bless them. No, where he, like, pats the car like it's a horse. <sighs> so bad. I mean, so I, Scott, who's our Santa here, I really loved this. This was his audition scene, and he did such a great job making himself a real person, not playing it like, uh, you know, not Santaing it up too much. Yeah, he's he's a very like ideal. Um, Christmas Santa, I feel. Can I tell you something so sweet? Uh, so, and then here, of course, is where Cole explains what a crone is to all of us, but also to Santa. But so Scott is so super realistic. Like that's his actual beard and his actual hair. And, wow. um, and I had learned the hard way when I shot Christmas Contract. I had called cut before all the kids in line got to see Santa. And 
some of them started crying. So I had to open Santa back up and we had to take some time out of our day so they could all see Santa. This time I did not make that mistake. He was so uh, patient and wonderful being Santa to all of these children because those little people on the screen are in full Santa mode. Yeah. They they want their time. Yeah. Yeah. They need to talk. They got things to talk about with Santa. (laughs) Uh, And he was so great. I know he was exhausted at the end of that day, but he was just, I love the shot. There's your magical crystal world at night. So many lights. It's lovely. I love her her jacket here. She's been wearing this for a couple of scenes now. It's such a beautifully designed jacket. Yeah. Again, the costumer did a wonderful job. I also love this gingerbread guy that shows up in the background. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, you know, uh, one of our executives on a different show had had a bad gingerbread experience. Oh. So uh, there was a little bit of gingerbread controversy, but I agree with you. I think the gingerbread people are fun. I uh, This whole, this, so this Santa's Village is a real place uh, in Bracebridge, Ontario. But ironically, it's open in the summer. Oh, I love right? that. I love that. Yeah. There's a shop in uh, Asbury Park, New Jersey, and it sells... Oh, is it the Christmas tree shops? It's... Because uh, well, they're based in Quincy, Massachusetts. It might be. It sells Christmas and mermaids. Oh, fascinating. 24-7, like yeah. uh, all year round. Yeah. Christmas and mermaids. Yeah, the Christmas tree shops, uh, I don't know if they're still in business. I When I lived in Boston, they were huge. And they sold Christmas year round and they were an enormously successful company. This is, this is so fun. Him seeing what it's like. It was hard for us to get footage that we could get the rights to Mm. of the tower of London. Ironically, we had to get a special researcher to find some of it. eating all the cookies and giving them out. It's adorable. Isabel was great. <laughs> and that's that big tension between modern times. And... Yeah. And uh, it wasn't exactly scripted that way, but we hit it hard and we were, I liked it. Like, because I think there was this sort of trying to make him a PC night originally he didn't say no. Originally, there was like he he got cut off or something before he could say no. Girls can't be knights, but in his world, girls can't be knights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for her to correct him, I liked that. And that mention of Aldovia is from the Christmas Prince. Prince, yes, yes. There's a lot of little Christmas Easter eggs, Christmas movie Easter eggs in here. Yeah, for sure. Those are good pants. Yeah, I know, right? Lining those pants here. She's a lot of good, just 
pants and sweaters. Well, let me tell you, Barbara, uh, and it was in collaboration with Vanessa and her own style. Vanessa loves trousers and um, wanted there to be that style in the movie. Um, She and Barbara did a great job of dressing this character. Yeah, you get a really good sense of of herself from her wardrobe. Yeah, it's not generic at all. Um, and yet it's still conservative. Yeah. Like it's still the way a teacher would dress, but with style. Yeah. Yeah. And this is just so sweet. Yeah. He just runs with it. They did uh, give him lessons. And how to, how to sword fight. Yeah. What else can I tell you? I'm trying to think of things about the filmmaking itself. Um, I do like that the girl is always in red. She has the red gloves, the red hat. Like, that's a nice running color on her. She always has, like, a red shirt. Mm-hmm. We did try to hit the Christmas colors hard for all the reasons that you said. This is one of my favorites when he's abusing the animals. Um, slaying everything in the yard. another good jacket yeah her teddy bear coat um so was this Mimi is great was all the snow brought brought in for this scene or we made it all yeah yeah there is no real snow in this movie it's it's a lot we didn't start shooting till april 23rd yeah Yeah. there is no snow yeah there is no real snow in this movie it's all the uh, the labor of individuals. So Mimi Giannopoulos here, such a terrific girl. One of the scenes that I really miss, though, is before this scene, there was a scene at the mailbox, and she runs into Brooke and she says, um oh, are you renting out your guest house? And Brooke says, no, I have a guest. And she's like, new boyfriend? No, he's just a friend. And uh, then Mimi's character immediately says, oh, well, I need a date for my office Christmas party. Uh, Fix me up. And Brooke doesn't say no. And so the reason I really liked that scene and I miss it is because... I felt like, uh, you know, Mimi's character is not just someone to go over and pounce on somebody else's boyfriend. Like, Brooke left the door open Mm -hmm. because when she spoke to her earlier in the show, she wasn't sure what was going on. So Brooke was being honest. But at the same time, then Mimi's character is like, well, fine, I'm I'm getting in there then. Yeah. And she says as much. Um, And I liked it. And, you know, I know that... um, 
people probably don't miss it. It's not a big deal. It's about the conversations that having a romantic rival spurs this conversation that they just had about the Knight's Code and why he's so special and pure of heart and, you know, why it's hard for her to accept that. But um, nonetheless, I would have liked to see that. I would have liked to see that scene stay. Here's the red gloves. Uh-huh. I liked, I liked this sort of subplot also because it shows sort of generosity generosity and how this this girl in particular she just it just comes from her nature and the night is sort of the same way it's just their nature yeah to be giving all the time yeah now we have it different interior yeah the uh community center which is actually a lodge there in uh bracebridge i didn't want you know community centers are like square rooms that are cinder block with no windows i didn't really want that Mm -hmm. i didn't want another high school gym i wanted something with some character to it and i love that big stone see-through fireplace i love his recipe here for back pain yeah it's very specific (laughs) i i swear by tiger balm (laughs) i don't know what's in it i don't care what's in it (laughs) very nice (laughs) you just know it works yeah i think the interiors really go with this sort of Christmassy feel because it's so wooden and the stone. Yeah, there's a warmth to it. Still has gray walls. Fighting those gray walls for the whole rest of the movie, but um, there is a warmth to it. I like Jean-Michel. He's wonderful. He's the guy that plays David. He's, I, I got so... I mean, the cast is just so good. Every one of them. Um, you know, the woman that plays Eileen, Jane Eastwood's been in another movie with me. She's just fantastic. She's a Canadian treasure, lifelong comedian, wonderful lady. And, um, her, Rudy, who plays her husband, Fred, the two of them were in Godspell together back like 4,000 years ago. Um, and, uh. Always love a grocery store, like fish out of water grocery store scene, because grocery stores are a weird phenomenon. Is, you know, I'm still in awe of. Look grocery at all stores. the colors! Like it's just all the marketing at you. Like it's amazing. It is a weird phenomenon the way we process and distribute food. Yes, and depending on the, the grocery store, you know, you could spend hours if you wanted to truly look at everything. Oh, that you days. Could possibly buy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found mean, uh, dates once. Like, you had to go under. They were, like, under the bananas. You had to, like, be a child to see them there. They were really good dates, and they were from imported from, like, Israel or something. And I was like, how, how long has this been here? Does anyone ever buy these? 
why are they merged? Mer you know, merged so low. It was crazy. I love the yellow of this store. It's like so yellow, it's so obnoxiously yellow. Uh, I particularly like him breaking into the the yeah. <laughs> the bread here. We had to make our own brand. Everything else is properly branded, but because he says it tastes like caca, we had to mm. make our own. And Shanice is great here. Our little page. Focusing on her gold. Here's the gold sweater you were talking about. Yeah. It's a beautiful gold sweater. I didn't notice he was trying all the different breads to pick one. That's, <laughs> that's good. Which comes back later in the movie. One of my favorite lines of his is about baking. Uh huh. We'll get to it. I was like, oh, this is good. I love that coat on him. So I wonder if he really could make candles. I feel like he could probably do anything. Well, I mean, the reason they talk, the term Renaissance man exists now is because gentlemen uh, who weren't out there working the fields filled their time learning all of these esoteric skill sets uh, that kind of um, ancient education that involved music and drawing and all sorts of artisan crafts uh, that's how they grew up and the thing is there was no real childhood you started learning how to do productive things from baking bread to making candlesticks when you were so tiny because you kids it wasn't like you got to play yeah is that is that king arthur flower I think so. That's a good, that's a good little nod. I like that. It's a good flower too. Yeah. Oh, I would have liked to have seen him playing the lute at some <laughs> point. That would have been fun. It's another really good sweater on him too. So many sweaters. So many sweaters. And... Uh, and the thing too, like Josh is like that, like Josh can play music and Josh can build a house. He built the house he lives in with his brother. Like, uh, he's really the right person for this role. So how, um, how is it filming the height differences between the two of them? Cause it's pretty um, extreme. Yeah. She's probably on an Apple box right now. I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, the thing you have to be careful with that is you don't want to be shooting somebody's close-up up their nose. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of close-ups are over the shoulder, and it's okay from a lighting perspective to be shooting down at somebody. It's quite flattering. But then the other person, the taller person, is the one that gets hosed because, you know, we're always from down low mm -hmm. looking up at him. And... um I mean, Greg Gardner, the cinematographer, is obviously such a pro. Like, it's not like it was a problem. Yeah, Greg's got it all dialed in. But um, there were moments where we had to pause and figure something out, build a ramp uh, for somebody to walk on or 
bring in the apple boxes so that it didn't get quite so extreme. Emmanuel did a great job with that scene. She did a great job freaking out. So with this um, like forest and soon to be body of water, was this uh, um, a location that you found nearby or? Oh man, this, uh, this, when I read this script, this was the part that I was like, this is going to kill us. Cause needless to say, never, ever, ever are you going to take someone else's child and put them on a frozen lake. Yeah. Like, doesn't matter if the frozen lake's 10 feet thick. Like, and it wouldn't be. It was April. It was the end of April. There was no such thing as a frozen lake. So our art department built this whole lake. Wow. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that shot that we just saw is a composite of the lake and then some background and the girl. But this, that's a piece. But even the thing that they crawl on, you know, it's plywood that's been painted hand by hand like so that it looks like ice like wow. every little detail and then of course then the snow people had their way with it uh and then the fans came in and we did the whole blizzard effect again and then cg smooths out the rough edges but yeah she's crawling around like all of that is practical the snow berms the lake everything that you see here is practical and was built by the little paws of the art elves who work themselves to the bone. I They probably still are in the fetal position. I'm not <laughs> joking. This movie was such hard work for those people. And think, because on top of Christmas, there is a frozen lake. Yeah. And we need to be able to put actors on it and camera equipment and electricity and all the things that don't go in blizzards. So all of it had to be faked and built uh, and it was a huge undertaking for them a huge undertaking for this sequence not to mention that because of the schedule we shot the point of view of like the details in uh, March in North Bay Ontario so that we could have real snow there was still like 10 feet of snow on the ground that's when we shot the mm. stream and the sign and yeah. stuff um, and then we shot the other stuff months later. It was it was an undertaking. Yeah, that sequence kind of reminded me a bit of the scene in Little Women where Amy falls through the snow. Mm -hmm. Except it was slightly um, not as dire. I don't know how they did that one because they're actually in water. It's terrifying. Um, always yeah, water tank probably. Always scary with ice. And then you think about when you were a kid. Like I feel like almost every kid. No, got not into to go some, on the ice. Yeah, got into some situation where they knew they shouldn't have been there. Yeah, this is great. When she's like, "Who are we to tell him who he is?" I love my delusional boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good almost kiss. I kept calling cut too soon, and Josh educated me. He's like, "Don't call it or not cut, but uh, call it." Uh, summoning Scott to come in and interrupt them. He's like, don't call it until I look at her lips. I'm like, yes, that's it. You're so <laughs> right. That's the moment where we know you're going to kiss her. It's like target practice. 
Yeah, you almost don't want to talk over it. It's it's a really good scene. Um, I love this actor. He's so breezy. Oh, yeah, Scott Yamamura. Yeah. He's just like, you immediately like him. Yep. You haven't seen him yet, but you immediately and like I him. Thought, I thought that Isabel was a good combination. I think they're a good family. Like, I think it. I think Isabel looks like she could be a combo of Scott and Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. They're a beautiful family. Yes. But there's something nice about it. It's our gingerbread man again. Yeah, your buddy. <laughs> he's, he's just so happy looking. She has a lot of coats. I feel like I want to count how many coats she wears. I want a uh, coat. I want that many coats. There's at least three. Yeah. I bet there's... No, I can think of four. There might be five. There's a lot. It's it's envi- enviable coat. Yeah. Coat wardrobe. Like, yeah. Uh, again, so pretty, right? The walk and talk and the snow and the, the lights. lights going up the trunks of the trees. It's yeah. gorgeous. This scene was great. I always liked it. The stuntmen were great this little actor ryan um is a he's an actor but he's also a stuntman so he did his own stunt and then there on that cut we switched to a stuntman for josh and then this whole thing is the stunt guys going at each other and then it's josh and ryan um but when i was shooting it one of our executives was visiting for the day and he thought it was Josh. I'm like, yes, success. <laughs> we win. Yeah, it's it's shot really well that you can't, you just see the hair and you really, same body builds. Stuntmen are amazing. They're amazing. The sleight of hand. Arnold. It's nice having the other um, officer be a woman. You don't always see that a lot of times police are you know almost all men and you're like that's not all that accurate to the right reality of a police force nowadays no one ever like follows through with realizing he has no papers in the movie like at the beginning he doesn't have any ID or anything and yeah they're like, oh, you can have this job. We don't need. <laughs> I think I think Arnold's being sarcastic there. It's fun. Um, and when he says the psych exam, perhaps have passed the psych exam, he still thinks he's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you have to remember, it's only been a couple days. That's true. That's true. In our hearts, it's been forever, but we're not even to Christmas Eve yet, I don't think. And he arrived at the night of the 18th. I think the next day is Christmas Eve, I think. Yeah. (laughs) That's sort of sweet, too, because it's like... the kiss, but it's not the kiss you were expecting, and now you're like so gentlemanly. Has it, has it fizzled? Like, I 
he's embraced Alexa. Yeah, they have a good relationship now. This is one of my favorite versions, too. I love Nat King Cole. Here we go. Now we're at Christmas. Now that looks like the inside of a snow globe, like that shot. Yeah. <laughs> He's made so much bread. And that shot is a real town, and that is real snow on it. Those flyovers. Emmanuel is so petite, and that crystal decanter filled with hot cocoa was so heavy, I thought it was going to take her over. <laughs> I I do love how much he loves hot chocolate. Yeah. In this, it's a great little, from the beginning, he's like, oh, that smells so good, and then he's just he's always drinking it. She has a lot of jackets also. But she has a boutique, so it I feel like she Well, would and have surely a lot of she jackets. would give us some to her sister. Yeah. Hand me downs, right? Do you have a sister? I have a brother. So we I did not share clothes, I know. It was rough. We shared t shirts sometimes. Oh, that's something. Yeah. I love this red dress. Oh my land. It is a stunner. Well, the minute we saw it on her, all of us. I mean, she obviously had the final word, but all of us were just like that, like that look on his face. That was me. I was like, wow, that needs to belong to you. That is something else. Like that's that's Christmas party dress goals. <laughs> it really is. Yes. neck ribbon I don't feel like nobody knows how to tie a tie I used to know how to tie a tie I was a teenager when girls wearing tie was like a popular uh -huh. thing so I learned for a hot minute and I don't know how to do it anymore I can do it I just did it my little guy my nine year old was just uh, men in black for Halloween oh, nice. and I had to tie his tie every time he wore his costume I'm like wow I can still do this amazing <laughs> her not being able to tie the tie was something that we came up with on the day this is such a sweet moment yeah with the callback like tracking down a half dollar that must have been yeah a project not the easiest you know it's funny uh, she also ha it's uh, an icon of red lipstick goals and our editor lovely person Laura Major um, she would marvel because of course she watched take after take after take after take she's like how does she not get her lipstick on her teeth how is it not everywhere I'm like well she's lipstick goals in a nutshell Yeah, this is definitely much more dynamic community center vibe than your traditional community center. Yeah. 
There's Eileen. Magic Bean. Played by Jane Eastwood. Fred, played by Rudy, coming in for a dance. Because of the pig, yeah. pig fat yeah. <laughs> balm or whatever it was. Those two beautiful people. With it's David nice. and his four kids in the background. It's nice having Emmanuel in green and Vanessa in red. That's a nice sort of yeah. complimentary. I wonder how they got that big tree in there. Did you guys... They had to build it, it in pieces. there. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. It was so funny. We had to calculate how high a tree they could get for our lens package because we needed to be sure that we had a lens wide enough to capture the tree from top to bottom. I don't think we ever see it at the top of that tree. It's so high. It's so big. And was that a real tree or one that... Um, you Did you know, get a real actually, tree the time? art department had a lot of real trees. I'm not mm. sure. I'm not sure. That one, a lot of the little ones are real. I love these kids. I love them. And those two little boys. Oh, my God. They're not related. Don't they look like twins? Yeah, they do. They're not related. They oh really do. Oh, my God. I almost family. kept them. They're so sweet. And Shazze. Yeah, this kid is adorable. I just, uh, I do love, I, I, as long as the children are happy to be there, I do love working with kids. Like, they're so fresh. They're so sweet. I don't know how, I've never had to do it, make a child cry or ask a child to cry. I'm not really sure how you do that. But I understand from you know, seeing it and talking to other directors that like child actors, they read the script, they know they have to cry, they cry. Like they just do it because they're actors, right? But um, whew, especially when it's like a baby. Yeah. I, I'm just like, oh, I don't think. Uh, like, I don't, wait, wait till they're cranky. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, just, I, was a, I was a substitute teacher once and I made a kid cry. Uh oh, an accident, and it was the worst feeling yeah ever. Um, so I can't recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great shot of Christmas. <laughs> I just love him. Like now he's earlier when they wanted the selfies with him, he was confused, and now he's just ready now he's to, embracing ready to pose. selfie culture. Yeah. yeah. So it must have been hot to wear as well as really heavy. I think it was cold. It's cold. metal. Oh, okay. And it was cold. Like, there was no snow, but it, it got down to freezing at night. Uh, it was really cold, especially all the outdoor stuff. And metal gets really cold and heavy. Oh, I felt for Josh. It had, it had to hurt his joints. The thing that he would just be so happy when we took off him was the metal feet. Oh, yeah. 
I would imagine that would be real heavy. And also just around the ankles, really Mm -hmm. painful. I mean, not, I I didn't abuse him, obviously. Not, hopefully not that bad, but uh, not his least favorite part of the costume, let's say. Yeah, I would imagine. I love that he calls mistletoe a dung plant. Because it is. It's it's pretty funny. That's what it was. Yeah, and that... Uh, concluded Mimi's arc. She did the right thing. Which was great. It was nice to have, you know, because you could have had her as a true rival or whatever yeah. and she's just a girl looking for, you know, for Mr. Right also. But yeah. then when he's not Mr. Right, she's like, okay, I'm out. Yeah. So now we have a green coat. <sighs> this food talk is making me hungry yeah this is definitely a movie you should watch surrounded by christmas treats yeah you need pie and brownies and bread with magic beans in them yeah (laughs) there's our crone Uh he's back This is a great example of having to level out their height. Oh, yeah. He's got to be. He's about a foot taller than she is. I mean, high heels help, but. Oh, no. I like that she is going to let him go. Yeah. It's it's sweet. I cried when we shot this scene. I'm such a sap. And then there's some great outtakes, not to ruin the moment. But, you know, he had to vanish. Like, he goes down on one knee to go through time and... Then he had to disappear. It was so hard for him to get up and down in the armor one take and again you know we're probably shooting this at like four in the morning or something and one i love that shot uh one take he just laid on the ground and like (laughs) rolled away like a giant metal snake (laughs) i think we need we need some bloopers yeah they were doing a blooper reel for uh vanessa to put on her youtube channel i should follow remind me i'll send an email on that they were going to do bloopers and deleted scenes, which made me happy because, as you can tell, I'm still holding a torch for my deleted scenes. And there's the Terminator. The Terminator stance. Like stance I said, again. just a little just a little hat tip to, to James Cameron, wherever he is. Should he be a fan of Christmas movies, which somehow I doubt. You never know who's watching. You know, everyone everyone has hidden depth. Everybody has kids 
or not everybody, but you know what I mean. A lot of people have kids Mm -hmm. and then their kids have kids. And even, even I watched in my dad, like even the most cynical when it comes to a little toddler sized grandchild, Mm -hmm. they just crack them. They crack those grandpas right, right open. Yeah. Oh, here we go. We get some closure on her. Focusing on her goals. (laughs) It's a very confusing lesson I think she's learned. Yeah, I know. It's like, wait, what? But I think it's it's nice the way she says it where it's like you'll recognize it. So if you basically if you're not feeling it with this guy when you're 14 or whatever, then, you know, you haven't recognized it yet. But it'll come. It's kind of a nice, nice way to say, like, don't think every guy is this because you'll know. And then keep focusing on your goals. Yeah. It's a good lesson. Although I think she she looks a little confused. That coat she has on is like a $2,000 Burberry coat. It's got some nice lines. Yeah, it does. So those are real um, armor. Gauntlets, yeah. Wow. They're so heavy. And one of the reasons, again, this was something we made up as we were shooting. One of the reasons we decided for this moment to be in the movie and for him to leave those behind is because when he went to kiss her, it was like Terminator paused. You know, it was like Mm -hmm. these giant metal hands on her face. And we're like, take the gloves off. And then it, it was like, well, what will we do with them? And we could just be like, oh, well, he left them at home. He forgot them. I don't know. And then she gets the magic beam. She does. Does this track for you? I love this moment. Did you see that he made her that? I didn't notice when it happened. But I remember her saying that her mom used to do this. So this was lovely. Is there a moment in the movie where you see him working on it? No, no. Uh, it's a surprise here, Got but it. that's what I meant. It's yeah. like, and she reads out, love always, Sir Cole. Yeah. So you know it's from him. Um, I thought that was great because she gave him the half dollar and, and the, the orange, orange and then mm-hmm. he made her the thing to find in the tree. It's We're back at our castle. Lovely. There's a lot at this castle. There's a lot. I was really impressed. I'm glad to hear it's a real castle. Oh, yeah. It's a great place. It looks stunning. Dude, it is all that and more. Like, the thing is, you can't really get the whole castle in the shot because it's so humongous. That's why I was so attached to the flyover for the beginning of the movie. Because it is so spectacular. Harry's great. He's one of my faves. And they have the same hair, so they you know, they really feel like brothers. Well, they don't in real life, but there was somebody chasing Harry around with a hot iron. Ah, putting the curls in it? Yeah. Uh. 
it's a good touch. It's a good touch. You know, all those little details that you notice, I think people think that they happen by accident. And there's a department, there are, pe there are human beings that like, spend so much of their days and nights making sure that that little coincidence happens. Yeah. It's the creation of a whole world. And I think that's what drew me to this story was that there was a real opportunity to create another world. That's exciting as a filmmaker. When the brother's supportive, he's like, yeah, just, you can just go. Oh, God. Editing this, the first 10 times I tried to edit it, I just bawled like a baby. And it was originally like two full minutes longer. And I kept trimming it and trimming it because I knew it needed to be paced up and not everybody would want to wallow in grief. <laughs> but uh, I love their relationship. He, they do a lot with the way they look at each other, too. Like so much of For the sure. emotion is just on their faces for sure it's beautiful now we're at christmas we've made it yay this puppy where did it come from magic god it was so cute i'm not even i hate to admit it because i know people have strong feelings about it but i'm not really a dog person but that thing <laughs> yes so i would take that thing I loved it. But, you know, it's so funny. The dog's availability was such that the dog only works for its close-up. They were all shot on a different day than the rest of the scene. So, like, Claire's close-ups above the dog and then everything else. All the other people talking, the wide shots have no actual dog in it. It's just a sound effect. Very demanding puppy. Yes, he, he's very uh, specific about when he does and doesn't feel like working. These pants are stunning. Like she can wear them. She yeah, she really wears a pair of trousers. I like that it doesn't explain where the dog came from at all. I think. I think that's a great touch. Yeah, there used to be explained by visual effects, like a little bit of the chrome light, the chrome magic, but at the end of the day, we didn't need it. We know where it comes from. It comes from magic. That's the it's, whole it's point. Magic, yeah. yeah. She says so. That's really good. And she told Santa what she wanted. So yeah. Not, you know. And more importantly, she told the crone. Yeah. Do you love when a horse has costumes? They look really good. The barding, yeah. There again, people worked really hard on that. Somebody made that by hand. They made the horse's costume by hand? Yeah. Oh wow. Same with Harry's horse. They will so much attention to detail. 
We're at Santa's village again. Oh, I never noticed the carousel back there. Wow. Really? No, the whole time I didn't notice it. What? <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's not. It's like it's been starts, there the whole time. Yeah, yeah from when he lands. Didn't even notice it. Oh. Fluffy. His ears are so big. I want to eat it. It's so cute. He was so cold, poor little thing, oh. and we were trying to warm him up. Everybody wanted to hug him. It was raining. Really cold rain. Now there's like a night back there. Were those nights there the whole time also? They are there right from the get-go, my friend. I didn't notice that either. Bless their little hearts. See? You watch it like watch 45 it. I have times. I to watch it like three more times. Yeah. yeah. Get all the details. Which is why they were trying to take selfies with them. This all makes sense now. <laughs> I like that the horse got to come with him this time. Yeah. Is so cute. That's like, that's the end scene you want, mm -hmm. you know. Happily ever after. And how he's like, if you'll have me, he's still, you know, making sure it's what she wants too. It's well, he's a gentleman. It's real good. Is this what you meant? Yeah. Now they have to. My own I hope. I hope he opens his own bakery. I feel like <laughs> the world needs his bread. Like, those loaves looked really good. Yep, they smelled really good. She cried. Sherwin. <laughs> yeah, everyone gets to meet Sherwin now. This was a nice Sherwin. Oh. Not the pesky one. So how did we get her up on this big horse? Well, first of all, it's not her. It's a stunt double. Okay. And there is a staircase for that shot. And in the take, she actually throws her leg over in the whole thing. We just trimmed it. But that's her. Okay. Um, but there's a staircase with a handrail and everything. Because, um, yeah, getting on the back of a horse, particularly in armor, is yeah. no small task. Yeah, I, I can't do it on just normally. Um, so here we're at the credits. There's your name. Yay, Yay me. Um, and if I Kara. wrote this down correctly, it's Bare Naked Ladies singing here. Right? Yeah. Was that an homage to Canada? or? Um, well, it's funny. Uh, so I have a home in Canada, and uh, I'm a dual citizen, and so is Christina Rogers, who is the key executive on this project for Netflix. And it was actually her suggestion. Uh, and I heard the song and absolutely loved it. And I really clung to it. I really wanted it to be in the movie. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs, but I, they're notable for being Canadian. So I was like, maybe it's a yeah, to Canada. I guess in that way. Um, there's a lot of things in their song one week that are, you only get if you're Canadian. 
they reference things where yeah. they aren't. Are you Canadian? No, I'm not Canadian. But I had many Canadian friends who explained like that song to me when I was younger. Um, I love this too, where the the brother gets like perhaps his chance. Yeah. Where's he gonna get sent? I don't know. Or maybe someone will come see him. Yeah. If, if that portal works both ways. Um, so here's the, the credits so we can um, sum up anything you'd like viewers to know about the movie. Hundreds or, and hundreds of people worked on this movie. You can you can see it here in these credits. It's, it's like I look at those names. I know the work that every single one of those people did. I At one point or another, I called them all by name. And... Uh, they all worked so hard, man. No, nobody phoned it in. And I look at them. I think so fondly of these people and everything that they put into this movie, you know, designing the medallion or someone in Ireland hand stitching the barding for the horse or, uh, you know, the... Uh, Ashley and Amy Lamont and hair and makeup, you know, making sure everybody looks amazing all the time, no matter how tired or freezing they are. And um, the costumes, like uh, the snow, all, all of it, all of it, the locations, the cinematography, like I, I can't overstate, like people really worked hard on this movie. And I, I have a lot of respect for them. There's a lot of interesting credits. Like we passed it a little bit, but there was like crowd hair. Yeah. Someone was in charge of making sure all the crowd hair looked. Well, because looked when we had we had eighty extras in the medieval times. Yeah. And they we didn't want modern hairstyles, and some some of the medieval hairstyles, especially on women, um, were quite complex always fun to read i think the credits and just try to figure out what what some of these jobs are and yeah i think we live in an era now where you can look a lot of this up i think when i first started watching movies like you i'd ask my parents and half the time they were like oh, oh my god i, I didn't even know, know where movies is. came from i just thought they magically appeared in theaters i didn't i didn't know until i was in my 20s that making movies was a job you could have so here's all the here's all the songs not all of them, though, ironically. They're my sons, Martin Cassini and Luca Cassini. Aww. I thanked them because they sacrificed their mother for several months so I could go and make this movie. Ah, so I think we've come to the, the end here. So thank you for watching uh, this with me. And thank my you pleasure. to everybody listening around with us. And um, I hope they enjoy watching they can watch this movie as many times as they want. Which yeah, is they can. Kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you again, Monica. Thank you uh, for everything. This was fantastic. Yeah. Again, this is Mariah with Netflix, and uh, hope you enjoyed watching with us. And there are many editions of this podcast, so you can tell tell us what movies you'd like us to do. Get tweeted us. We'll try to do more. Thank you. <laughs>